Hey, hey, everybody. You're listening to the Confidently Me podcast, episode number three, Fear is Crippling. Welcome to Unlocking Your Confidence with Coach CJ, where we are not afraid to have the bold conversations around self-worth, self-esteem, and self-confidence because we want you to see the beauty of what's possible and be empowered to create the life you truly desire to live because you know what? We all have sugar honey iced tea to get done. Blessings to you all. I'm your girl, Coach CJ, and thanks for joining me today. If you happen to have had listened to episode number two, where we talked about foundation, we talked about two things. The first one was moisture, and the second one was infestation. And those are two things that have the ability to mess with the integrity of your foundation. Moisture represents self-doubt and infestation represents fear. And we're going to focus on the latter today. And to talk about fear, I have a special guest in the studio with me. Um, My mom, for those of you who don't know her, her name is Lynette Fairchild. She is a published author who wrote a book some years ago called Fear is Crippling. And so welcome to the studio, mom. How you doing? I'm doing great. And thank you for having me. You know, you're special. You're my first guest on the podcast, mom. Oh, wow. I feel special. (laughs) You are special. You're special because you're my mama. (laughs) But um, I wanted to invite you on the podcast today because fear is one of those things that we all deal with. We all deal with fear in some way, shape, form, or fashion, but it really has the ability to cripple us. Thus, the title of your book and the title of the the podcast. So I want to go ahead and just jump right into it. Tell us about your book, Fear is Crippling. What led you to, to write the book and what is the book about? The book, Fair is Crippling, is about a 25-year abusive marriage, trying to find a way out, not knowing a way out. I wrote the book so that I can help other women tear down their Jericho walls and find a new way of living life freely without the fear. And if it could only just help one person that was all right with me. So I uh, decided I'd go ahead and write the book. Although it took three years uh, thinking about it, but it finally manifested. And uh, I just thank God that I obeyed, obeyed his voice to go ahead and write the book because as I wrote the book, it was, uh, for me, it was therapeutic. Mm -hmm. The more I wrote, the better I felt. Mm -hmm. The more I wrote, uh, my self-esteem level began to rise. The more I wrote, my confidence level began to uh, be a lot better. I could see a little bit more of who I really, truly was. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just good all over. Uh, The full manifestation of the book was to help, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. 
because 25 years of abuse, I'm telling you, that is too long. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to help someone have, find at least an answer to where they might can go to get help. Okay. Now, I read the book and um, I have a, a, a particular perspective because as your daughter, I know some things. I didn't know all things. And even reading the book, there were moments where I had to put the book down. There were moments reading the book that I literally cried because I was like, oh my gosh, even the things that I thought I knew reading the book, I was like, I didn't know, you know, like I really didn't know. Yes. And it gave me just a different perspective of the situation as well, because it opened my eyes to even more. So walk me through a little bit of what actually is inside of the book, because you talk about some things from your childhood, and then you jump into some things from your marriage, uh, which was to my father. Um, but what were what were some of those moments like when you had to go back down memory lane and kind of rehash those memories that come with emotions and feelings? And what was that writing process like for you? Well, the, the beginning of the book entails about my childhood and how um, very enjoyable it was to be raised with a lot of siblings. Mm -hmm. For me, it was like leaving a house, a castle, and entering into a, a place of a prison. Mm -hmm. Wow. So with that being said, we're going to jump a little ahead here. Uh, being in a marriage where you come from, where you, you're afraid to be yourself, you cannot be yourself. You're not allowed to be yourself. You have to be what and whoever this person wants you to be. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a hard way to live because you never know what's on this person's mind because nothing's being stated. No, Nothing is being talked about, but you still have to act these things out. Mm -hmm. So uh, writing the book was to help me be able to deal with my self-esteem, help me to deal with my children. And, and the thing of writing the book helped me know that I was not only living it just myself, but I was taking my children through. Mm -hmm. And I needed to free them of the things that I was going through along as free myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that that was what I was doing. My children was going through as well. And uh, I was like, this is not fair. I need to do something. But in my mind, I had no help. Yeah. In my mind, no one was asking me if I needed help. In my mind, I had no one to go to. And so I had to find all these avenues on my own. And what helped lead me to find a couple of things to go to was, of course, I started going to church. Mm -hmm. I started listening to the word of God. And it began to show me who I was through Christ Jesus. But then again, I'm still in this thing, right. living in this situation. 
and I'm, I feel like I'm still stuck. So I still had a long way to go. Mm -hmm. And I felt I owed it to not just myself, but my children. Let's do this. You know, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Mm -hmm. You got to get yourself out of this situation because I learned going through all those years, not only was I uh, living it, I was breathing it, I was eating it, fear was taking over my uh, my thoughts. I uh, I let I allow fear to make my decisions. Mm -hmm. I allow fear to dictate my next my next move. I allow fear to just answer every question that I had about my situation. Wow. And it got me nowhere. Wow. And so to me, the misuse and the, the mishandling and the misapplying and the, all of that was going on in my life was not only being applied to me, but it was being applied to my children's mm -hmm. life. Didn't want my daughters to have to deal with this kind of thing because they watch me go through it mm -hmm. and thinking it's okay for them to go through it mm -hmm. also. And I also, on, on you know, writing the book, it let me find out that uh, you're going to be okay. Yeah. The next person that read is because it was for the reader. Mm -hmm. The book was written for the reader. It wasn't written for me because I've already went through it. Right. Uh, I even had gotten victory over my situation. Mm -hmm. And I want others to be able to get victory over theirs also. So I, I had to write the book. There was no other way to go about it. And so I found out, in other words, um, as going, being, trying to be a Christian, trying to live the way God chose me to live and letting the word of God empower me, I found out by reading Philippians, I think it was 4 and 13, I could do all things through Christ that strengthened me. At that time, I really didn't understand that. Mm -hmm. But I, I knew that I had to apply the word. Yeah. And then I had to go out and find outside resources. You know, I had to have therapy, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mental therapy, because I was not only damaged physically, I was damaged emotionally. Mm -hmm. I was damaged uh, mentally. Mm -hmm. And uh, mental scars and emotional scars last a lot longer than physical scars. And uh, at least you can cover uh, a physical scar, but emotionally and mentally, you usually it's on your face, it's in your 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 uh, your demeanor, your your body gestures. Yeah. You can read it, mm -hmm. and anyone who has been abused can basically see another woman who is going through or has right. Right. went through. Mm -hmm. They can see her struggles, and. Just knowing that, I was like, that was more than enough to cause me to want to write the book. Mm -hmm. So I decided I'd write the book. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. So it is. as you were going through this marriage, and how, how long were you married again? 25 years. 25 years. 25 years. You're, you're married. And you're going through this situation. And from the outside looking in, people thought you had it going on because you were always smiling. 
You were always happy-go-lucky. You were always bubbly. You always looked nice. Um, and everyone saw you. And so when you started telling your story of, I, I'm getting abused, and people have this perception of your life being somewhat perfect because they, they see you with this family, they see you with this husband, and unless they really knew, they didn't know, right? They're just that they have this perception that everything's right. perfect. Right. How did you deal with that? Listen, this is the real narrative here and people saying, I had no idea, or maybe she's not telling the truth because your husband seems like a, just a gentle giant. I'm pretty sure you ran into that perception of, of people having that opinion not really knowing what was going on behind closed doors. How did you deal with that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it may, this may sound crazy, but we made agreement with one another that when we were in public, we were going to show that we were one of the best couples that a, anyone would look at. Wow. But on the other hand, we were one of the worst couples. Mm -hmm. But we had to... We, put that persona up and we to the point to where we begin to believe in ourselves that we oh, were wow. the best couple, even we, even though we were damaged. Mm -hmm. And we allow people to think that we had it going on. Mm -hmm. And I knew how to fake it real good. Mm -hmm. I would smile. I would dress very well. I mean, I had it together, new dress, new attitude. I had all the new, but I was a damaged mess. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't want anyone to know I was going through. Right. Because for anyone to know was more embarrassing mm -hmm. to me than anything. Yeah. And so we agreed to allow people to think that we had it going on. Yeah. I mean, family, friends, even our parents. Oh, Wow. Even our parents, my parents had no idea what I was going through because I did not allow them to know. But there was one person that who knew, and that was my twin. Mm -hmm. And I would tell her all the time, but I made her promise to keep her mouth shut. Wow. And uh, I went on like that for years. Mm -hmm. And fear covered me from top to bottom. And it encased me to the point to where so I was even afraid to just be in the grocery store. And if another male looked at me, I would literally just get upset with him, asking, what was he looking at? Why are you looking at me? You know, because I had this attitude to where so I better not let my spouse think that anything is on my mind with it because I would get hit for any reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a daily struggle. It was uh, everything I went through was basically physical. Physical. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of emotional abuse, but there was more physical abuse. And uh, I didn't want my parents to see bruises, so I wore the best makeup. Uh, he would buy me the most expensive makeup to cover up the bruises I would have on my face, my neck, my arms. And I would even put tinted makeup on my legs. And that was back in the 70s when they weren't even making that. Mm -hmm. Why? If they did, I didn't know. 
But uh, I had it going on. And he would keep me in long dresses to wear. So not not the granny look, but the real sleek look, mm-hmm. the real sexy look. So you people wouldn't see the bruises on my legs. Wow. I mean. Just real smooth with the yes, cover up. I mean, you talking about narcissists. Yes. And uh, I mean, we, we had uh, <laughs> what we did in public was totally different. What happened behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And we kept that up for years. Wow. Wow. So what was the, you had a turning point. Um, and I, I remember being in high school when we, we switched churches and we, we went to a variety of churches, you know, when we were growing up, but when we switched churches, um, when I was in high school, I think that was a turning point, but you know, I don't want to speculate. I'm just going to ask you, was that the turning point? What was the turning point in your life where you felt like you were starting to get solid footing underneath yourself to the point where you were able to gain the strength? Because you talk about your faith. You talk about the word of God, where you were able to get that solid footing underneath you to gain the strength and your self-worth to say, I deserve better. God didn't make me for this. And that turning point where you're like, you know what? I'm going to get out of this. Well, I was always taught to pray for others and not really pray for myself. And I began on my own to pray for myself. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened one day, I happened to be visiting my aunt's church Mm -hmm. and, uh, a bishop walked up to me and says, young lady, your prayer has been answered. He said, God told me to tell you, you know what he's talking about. He mm-hmm. said, look, I don't know what you, what the Lord said to you, mm-hmm. but he told me to tell you, you know what he's talking about. Wow. And I thought about it. And so three days later, I went to church, mm-hmm. to my own church. And my pastor was preaching about obeying the voice of God. Mm-hmm. And he walked up the aisle right next to me. And he passed me up. And then he came back and he laid his head on my his hand on my forehead. And he said, Twin, write the book. And I just cried. Wow. Because that's what I have been contemplating in my mind for three years. Mm-hmm. And that's what that bishop was saying, that God knew that I knew what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, that was a relief because mm-hmm. I knew that God had something for me to speak to other women, right? to let them know that you don't have to take the, the misuse and the mistreatment. Right. You don't have to take the abuse. You're not in this alone. Mm-hmm. I am your help right. in the time of trouble, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I can do anything, everything above all of what you can imagine. You just need to trust me. right? And so from that point, it was like, okay, Lord, pastor's preaching, obeying your voice. This is it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that was one of the 
biggest turning points in my life. I'm not going to be afraid to write this book because right. you've given me the permission to go ahead mm-hmm. and write it. Okay. That's deep. That's deep. Yeah. That's that's powerful. Yeah, it was just like that. And I and I knew it was it was God because I didn't know who this bishop was. Right. Know? That just happened to be at Bond's church and he just comes out and says it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So what do you say or what advice do you have for other women who find themselves in a relationship that is abusive, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, what, what advice do you have for those women who are living in fear? Because that is a life of fear. My advice would be you weren't created for that. So don't stay in it. Amen. Get out of it. There is help. Mm-hmm. You just got to want it bad enough. How bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. How bad do you want to be free? Mm-hmm. How much do you want and how long do you want to be able to live the life that God has given you mm-hmm. on this earth? You have children. You may have grandchildren. Uh you don't want to stay in something that was meant for animals. Mm-hmm. We are women. Right. And we're not animals. We're not supposed to be, you know, misused and be on and things like that. I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. You were created to be loved mm-hmm. and nurtured. Right. Protected. Amen. And, uh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only way you can do that is you free yourself from fear. So you have to know how to do that. How do you do that? Well, you find out you have to find out who you are. There you, you go. You cannot stumble there you go. over it. Right. You have to find out who you are, what your purpose is, mm-hmm. why you're here. And you ask, really have to consult God about that. Mm-hmm. No human being can give you that answer. Right. But at least you can start there. Mm-hmm. And then you can move forward on there. And he will put people in position on your journey to help you get right. where you need to be. Right. He, God is a God of love. And he's not going to leave you alone mm-hmm. to work something out on your by yourself. And you don't know how to do it. You just got to seek it. Right. And uh, that was my problem. I sat and sat and sat for years and it became 25 years. And I, my suggestion is don't do that. Mm -hmm. Get out of it. You're better than that. You weren't created for that. Love protection is what you was created for to be nurtured to have one of the best marriages that God has ever, he's going to design somebody for you, believe me, just for you. So go ahead, step out on faith and let the Lord do what he needs to do for you in your situation. Believe me, you won't regret it. There you go, people. You heard the advice. You got to figure out who you are. You got to figure out who you are. And that foundation is a part of it. 
in that foundation, if it has integrity issues, it has cracks, it has fractures, it has to be rebuilt. And in a lot of us, we we rebuild that with our faith. We rebuild that with the word of God. We rebuild that. So we have that self-worth and that self-esteem and that self-confidence. And we know who we are so that we accept things that are actually good for us and not things that are detrimental to our, 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 ourselves, whether it's spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, we don't want detrimental things. We want the things that are good for us. And so I appreciate you joining me today. Um, and the transparency, um, mom, AKA, uh, Lynette Fairchild, um, author of the book, fear is crippling again, a powerful book on your marriage and you overcoming and getting through that. And I appreciate as your daughter, your boldness in writing that book. Thank you. Because it's helping a lot of people. It has helped people. I know it has. It, has. it even showed up on my campus when I was in college. So I know it, it helped people, um, but I appreciate it. And, and with that, we'll go ahead and end the podcast. Thank you guys for joining us today. You guys stay blessed and we'll talk to you again soon. Peace out.